Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. We drink tequila. We talk. Welcome to Team Tequila Talks. Talks. Welcome to Team Tequila Talks. We are here with another episode, and we are so privileged to have Hollywood tequila royalty, Rachel Zalas. <laughs> if you guys have seen anything with Casamigos in the news, in press, on any of the gossip websites, on Instagram, really anywhere, then you've seen Rachel. And I think that Casamigos is involved in every it event in hollywood they you guys even put on some of the it events in hollywood so I the know, you've been to a lot of them. <laughs> halloween party luckily you're always somewhere near me or behind me or around me in all these events and stuff she was just a supporter over here well cassandra will find any tequila good tequila good any good tequila <laughs> and be right near around upside down <laughs> that is correct and we are also very lucky to have from the house of strong mark strong back with yes, us i am here and well and thank goodness <laughs> do you think it's because of all the tequila drinking yes all of the tequila he's glowing <laughs> he's glowing that yeah. might have something to do with it yeah. it's excellent for the skin <laughs> so today i actually have on my casamigos headphones can you guys see which I cannot believe because I, I have not seen our headphones like that in like years, like four years, I don't think. I'm like, you're one of the few people that actually have those. Sometimes we get these amazing, magical Casamigos boxes that show up on our doorstep. I think my favorite one recently was there was a Casamigos hot chocolate crate that oh, yeah. came. Oh, I just saw that at your house the other day. Custom oh. marshmallows, mugs, hot chocolate packets. I, I almost, mean, it was insane. I almost yeah. stole it. So I did. Cassandra, I'm coming over. But that's Absolutely. Like, that's one of the cool things about the brand is every other brand want, is you know selling merchandise so that everyone can buy it and have it. We're very different in that sense. Like we handpick who gets you know our, our Casamigos branded merch. So it's... You're special. You see? Uh, we love it. And that's one of the reasons why we love Casamigos so much. So it made sense for you were the first person that I called when we started this podcast. And I said, we have to have you on the podcast. My husband and I both love Casamigos. We are huge enthusiasts and huge advocates. I even have a sign on my wall in our bar in Palm Springs. Wait, I don't even have one. <laughs> Can I borrow that? We, we're really big fans. And I'm not going to get, you know, I'll let you take over because I know why I love Casamigos so much. But why don't you share with everybody why Casamigos is the best? Uh, well, number one, I mean, obviously the taste. While you do that, I'm going to pour us some costumes. So that's first and foremost. You know, <laughs> you start, you know, you have to have an amazing taste profile. It's also a very affordable price, you know, so it doesn't really alienate people. It's You could be 21, you could be 65, and it appeals to, you know, every demographic. But I think... What really separates Casamigos apart from other brands is that it's never been a brand in the traditional sense. It wasn't like, oh, I want to make money off of creating something. Let's create something and see what we can get. It was very much the story of three very close friends, Mike Meldman, Randy Gerber, and George Clooney. You know, and a lot of people know the story, but in case anyone doesn't, you know, it was three friends in Mexico who all had homes together and realized that they were drinking tequila they didn't love. 
um, and they were bonding over, you know, being in Mexico and drinking and wanted to create something that they would all love. And it was never meant to be sold. It was never meant to be a commercial product. Um, you know, each one in their own right is extremely successful, didn't need the added, obviously. It's a nice extra bonus, making a billion dollars. Yes, a that's, billion. Yeah. <laughs> that's what they say, do what you love, right? Um, you know, and, and that's, I think, the authentic creation of something where it's really three guys creating something that they personally love to drink and wanted to serve at their homes. And that's why it's called House of Friends, because truly it was meant to just be served at their houses for friends. And yeah. Throughout the entire run of Casamigos since 2013, since it went, since we did start selling it, it's never been about like, let's make ads, let's be on a step and repeat, let's, you know, it was never about that. It was really about a lifestyle, you know, that do you want to have this lifestyle of, you know, you're with your friends, you're riding motorcycles, you're, you know, just like much more about friendship and a story. And my background was very much as a journalist, having been an editor at Cosmo, at Glamour, being on TV as a reporter for everything from like the Today Show to The View to E to CNN. Um, and I think that's what's been so special about this brand. It was really authentic. It was organic. It's, you know, if, if you have our product or if we're at a party, if you're a celebrity birthday or we're at a movie premiere, it's not because we're paying to be there. It's because we're all very like-minded and wanting to have this mutual experience over drinking tequila. And I think that's what's made it so special. And that's exactly what Team Tequila is, which, welcome, by the way, oh, to Team Tequila. Welcome to the House of Friends to we, Team Tequila. We are drinking the Blanco. Yes, the Blanco, which is the base for mo most tequila cocktails, is Blanco. Was this the original, or did they start with a Reposado or an Ejo? So the original was the Reposado. And what's so amazing is, you see our bottle is very simple. It's a very modern, simple, clean, and that's basically what the taste tests would come in. And when we decide, when we did go commercial, there's a lot of beautiful bottles of tequila, and those are great. It's nice if you want to collect and have beautiful bottles at the bar, but a lot of the money is going into the bottle. All our money goes into the tequila. So just because the tequila is $50 more does not mean that it's a better tequila. A lot of times it's that's going into a lot of the craftsmanship and stuff like that. I have seen some beautiful bottles and they are beautiful. And I have seen some really cool pieces of art or even chandeliers or candles or plants that have come out of the bottle. Yeah. And that is cool. And the yeah. tequilas are usually good, but yeah. I think that it's nice that you can have a high end tequila and it's back to basics and it is high quality. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's something to be said about not judging a book by cover. Because I do think, as a woman, I window shop. And I definitely, if I'm picking out a great tequila for someone, I'm always thoughtful of the bottle. Right. But I want to say, I've gifted, I've turned more people on to tequila through Casa Amigos, especially some of my mom friends, because I think sometimes people are like, well, I don't want to turn up on a Friday night. And I'm like, no, this is the turn up to turn down. Yeah. <laughs> this is like, watch your Netflix and chill. Instead of wine and chill, it's more like Casa and chill, Casa Amigos and chill. Yeah. I, I mean, it was super important when doing the taste tests that year were really fun, by the way, in Mexico. Of course. <laughs> Lots of stories I can't tell from the, that year. Uh, but it was super important to take off that burn that people associated with tequila and make it a much more um, a smoother taste. This and does so, not burn at all. No at ethanol. All. So, so you're talking smooth. about the ethanol. What burns is that ethanol-y Additives. Taste. Yeah. You know, a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, and just giving it a great flavor profile. And so that was super important. And the Reposado was the first one. That's all the guys drank, Repo on the Rocks. 
like Randy, George, that's their go-to choice. Um, and so, yeah, so having people have that experience, not the old fashioned where you have to put a lime in the minute you drink the tequila, you know, that's gone. And I think Casamigos has been a huge part of making that cultural shift where people are now choosing it because it really tastes smooth. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so it's a, hu it's a huge change in what's happening. It's spiked the tequila market to such heights. You know, no one can, we can't even keep up production. <laughs> We're like sold out in half the country. What I think wow. is great about it is that the story, I've heard the story, I've heard George tell this story. I mean, I love the story because I do think some of the best things in life are free. And when I say mean free, I mean amongst friends yeah. You spend time with people. They say time is the most expensive thing in the world because you can't, or expensive investment in the world because you can't get it back. But what they essentially did was invest in their friendships, which gave them back that time, which yeah. I love. Yeah. I mean, they're such great guys, too. Who doesn't want to hang out? Who doesn't want to be one of those guys? 100%. You know? <laughs> they, they look like the cool kids that you want to they're be the invited coolest. to their yeah. lunch table. That motorcycle, at, I just saw maybe like maybe a couple of weeks ago. There was a van or something where they were both on motorcycles. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's like George Clooney's on a motorcycle. And yeah. so, and it was the, my husband goes, you want to be those guys? And we were like on our way to a meeting. And he's like, no, those guys aren't on their way. They're on their way to Mexico on their like Harleys. And like, yeah. you want to be them. It's the, the definition of carefree. The For funniest sure. thing is like in the early days, because we never did any ads. It was just that image on the, tr on the Casamigos trucks. So in the early days, you know, it was really fun. People would send me, I just saw the truck. I just saw, you know, it was kind of exciting. And it got to the point where I'd be getting like a thousand texts a day of people sending me. And I was like, okay, we're at a point now where I get it. Like the trucks are everywhere. But yes, was, you've seen the trucks. That is the idea. But it was, it's fun. And it's nice that people were all, everyone felt like they were involved, you know, and excited yeah. to be a part of this. And that was what was really fun about it too. So I have a question for you. For anybody that is listening to this and goes, wow, this sounds awesome. I'm ready to drink some Casamigos. But they're maybe not quite ready to just sip on it like the expert panel here. <laughs> what would you suggest? If they pick up this silver, this, the Blanco bottle here, what would you suggest for either sipping or what's a simple way that people aren't going to get overwhelmed? Because I've seen your bartending skills. Yeah. And they're phenomenal. I know. I think I'm a pretty good bartender. <laughs> they're phenomenal. I thought I'd just play one on TV, but I've actually gotten quite good at it. So yeah. one, of, one of my favorite drinks or recipes as as a as an amateur bartender, but also a tequila aficionado, is a mule. And yeah. I like using a Zevia ginger beer because it's low in sugar. And I use fresh lime juice. And then I put in some tequila. No shaking, no stirring, maybe just a little, you know, jiggle of the glass. Oh. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And then you're good to go. And it's light and it's refreshing. It's a good kind of, you know, happy hour or maybe even poolside drink. But specifically with this bottle, what would you recommend? So I, I'm someone who likes to keep it super low in sugar. And I think that's like a, a good thing. You are you in know. the right room. Yeah. So it's funny, in Texas, the most popular cocktail is called Ranch Water. Shout out and to my home state. It's literally like the skinniest mar you can have. It's Blanco with soda water and a splash of lime juice. And to me, that tastes like perfection. I have seen it with cucumber in there before. Cucumber, you can muddle in cucumber, jalapeno. I mean, mm -hmm. there's so many options. Even if you do even a splash of grapefruit, you know, some citrus that's not super high in sugar as long as it's a fresh juice. I mean, there's definitely a lot of options and there's a lot of like like sodas, like 
club sodas now that have oh, some yeah, flavoring they have so to many it. So yeah. Sparkling. Um, they're not. They're zero sugar, zero calorie, but they're essence. Yeah, basically. I think the more clean you keep it, the better. But that's not to say. On a really nice summer day, yeah. I do love like a watermelon mint or a strawberry basil. Yes. Enter yeah. Mark Strong. Well, Mark Strong. But it also makes sense because they believe in minimalism yes. and keeping it simple. So yeah, which is also mm-hmm. your brand. So yes. you are House of Strong. Now they are House of Friends. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, you believe in the same thing. So I love that. Yeah, love that. and we have a lot of recipes on our site at Casamigos.com that are. Very, like, low in sugar. Anything we do, if, if it does have any agave, it's very little, you know, just to really... Because the flavor itself is so good. And if you use fresh juices or fresh fruits, it doesn't really add that much sugar. I'm a right. big fan of your blackberry cocktail. Oh, the blackberry it's ginger? So the blackberry yeah. ginger, because, A, it is low sugar, but also it, you're talking about a low GI index. And a GI index is when you eat a specific type of carbohydrate, how much is it going to spike your blood sugar? And berries are much lower, and Mark, Mark is certainly the expert on this. Uh, but you, you know, you want to stick with something that is not going to make you crash later, or is not going to make you have the drunk munchies later. Yes, the side effects, yeah. yeah, yeah. When I first met you was in Vancouver, and you were the first person because you did oh, a at tasting the mixology. at the mixology. Yes, that was made, fun. Where you made, the, I believe, you made the blackberry with the ginger, and you made, um, and you said. We, and I was like, oh, I need a lime. And you're like, oh, no, honey. <laughs> we do not. She was like, and then you were like, George prefers. I'm like, George? George prefers. Well, then what does George like? But it was tasty. Yeah. And I think there was the, the, the Blackberry one I do make when they're in season. And people get freaked out because they're all like, you know, you can't put blackberries in tequila. Sure you, you can. And I think most people need to learn the lime, citrus all day. Like, I don't do lime, but I do... We have here uh, blood orange. I do grapefruit, especially when they're in season, juicy on a Sunday morning football season. I do drink tequila Sunday morning football, 100%. (laughs) That is what Sunday Funday football is all about. I get my vitamin C with my grapefruit. We had a lot of Sunday Cass and I spent a lot of time together at the Rams games this year. (laughs) We uh, had many of us, many a SoFi tequila encounter, which was was amazing. season. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, it's also, it can be... Mezcal season. I we we also have this bottle of mezcal, which is one of my favorites. Rachel yeah. brought this specifically because she knows that I, I am did. a fan. My headphones are the Casamigos Mezcal. Makes me so happy. Yeah, I still, <laughs> they're still kicking. They're still kicking. So finish your blanco. Oh boy. Woo! It's early. Oh, this one's really. Sweet. I love a liquid lunch. Okay. <laughs> and a liquid salad. Low calorie. That liquid sound lunch. is basically the equivalent of popping a mm. bottle of champagne in the tequila world. It is. Or in the yeah. Casamigos world. Every head anyway. turns when you hear that. So the, the mezcal is also an agave-based spirit. It's just a little bit different than tequila in the sense that it's cooked and smoked underground. So it gives it that smoky. And what we did for the mezcal, which we launched about four years ago is also wanted to take off that burn like we did with the tequila and make a much smoother uh, tasting mezcal. But mezcal is naturally, while it may not burn, it's always going to be heavier and smokier. And this is one of the things that we learned about in the last episode is that the original tequila basically was a mezcal because they, in the 1700s, didn't have a way of extracting the agave without charring it. And then it was in about the mid-1800s that Salsa came along, said, let's steam it instead. And that is the, closer to the tequila that we know today. And now we have tequila and we have mezcal. Right. 
I prefer, I mean, Cassandra was the first person to be like, I've tasted mezcals before. And granted, they probably weren't high-end good mezcal. And I was like, oh, it tastes like a cigar. Like, I was like, oh, or like smoked pork. You know, like I like smoked chicken wings. Because when you talk about smoked tequila, I was like, mm. when I tasted Casa Amigos mezcal, it was at, obviously at Cassandra's house. She's a tequila pusher. And so she, I, I was don't like, know what you're talking about. And I, so she's she a was, great influence. Yes. My husband loves her. The original <laughs> influencer. <laughs> and I tasted it and I was like, oh, and she's like, no, we're just going to sip it. We're just going to have it. We're just going to hang out. We're going to like, our kids were upstairs playing. We, we were responsible drinkers. We didn't get like ish faced. But I was like, oh, oh. And she's like, you have a little, little switch. I'm like, oh. And I do think it's important when you are trying different tequilas like mezcals, blancos, reposados. In my opinion, if you can splurge and just save a couple of Starbucks runs and get a nice bottle, it saves you the headache. Absolutely. And also, too, just investing in the bottle is also just great, better for your health, too, just by the way that it's curated, right? So it's like, why put that in your body? Like, why get a terrible tequila that's not 100% agave? Oh, yeah. You definitely do not want to drink any tequila that's not 100% Blue Weber agave. On this show... (laughs) We only do 100% agave. Yeah. But also the the mezcal bottle is very cool, too. So that is one. Can we pull it back up? And still not expensive at all. But every single one of them is a little bit different, which makes the mezcal bottles really cool. We also do a lot of cocktails now because not everyone loves a full mezcal margarita. So we'll mix like an ounce of mezcal and an an ounce of blanco. Oh, you can do that. Yeah. yeah. And it's a really good smoky paloma or margarita. And so a lot of people have been doing that as well. Oh, I didn't, I did not know this. Yes, you can mix. So on that note, if people are saying, hey, I'm going to be super adventurous and they decide to go for the mezcal instead, because also, as we were talking about earlier, people window shop and this is a really cool bottle. It's almost got a chalkboard effect or something. Yeah, I love that bottle. It's like the ship is... You know, the bottles that float in the water from the shipwreck. Like, I love it. So we have some blood oranges here. I Ooh. I could drink it plain, but I'm going to I'm gonna try with the blood oranges just to see how it complements. And Rachel, what, what would be your ideal mezcal cocktail or concoction? I mean, I personally love just like a smoky margarita where you add one ounce of Blanco, one ounce of mezcal with some lime juice. Whoever wants a little agave, whatever, just it gives it that little smoky, or even with a paloma, which is grapefruit. Love that. It goes well. And then blood orange, we use a lot across the board. We're not big on limes. Obviously, fresh lime juice as a base for margaritas and stuff. But in terms of bringing out the flavor profile, orange is such a good way to like sort of make it taste even like the aromas and the flavors come out more. Yeah. Yes. And you're getting your vitamin C. Exactly. A, A, C, and E, I believe. Well, Rachel, thank you for educating us on Casanitos because I feel like if I didn't drink Casanitos, I definitely would want to go get a bottle now. (laughs) Seriously. I would. Well, in other news, now that we're nice and, you know, I wouldn't say liquored up because we still have our wits about us, which you should. That's kind of the point of drinking high quality tequila is that you do still have your wits about you. But what's going on in the world? Mm, Well, let's see here. The queen is not dead. I just want to. The queen is dead. No, queen is not dead. No, everyone did because a blog decided to run a story about the queen as exclusive that a queen that the queen was dead. And every I this is this is my issue right now. 
everyone picks things up these days. No one wants to be left behind. So one person says it, it must be true. You have AP reporting this, Daily Beast. You have huge news organizations. And I was like, wait, what? So I go to the BBC because obviously they would know there's a protocol when the queen dies there's she's a member of parliament I mean, there's a whole thing behind this so I was like how does some American blogger in his basement have an exclusive about the queen right this is not the Kardashians this is a branch of government yes and so I didn't believe it obviously my sister since my sister was like oh the queen's dead oh my gosh I wonder and my sister starts going I'm like but there's no confirmation and they're like no the queen has COVID and I was like okay great and then I'm like this is not true this can't be real because Who's ready to see Prince Charles be king? I'm not. Rachel, you have a background in journalism. Isn't there a double confirmation rule? Don't you have to... This guy kept saying, my source, my source. And he was very confident. This is Hollywood undercover. And he doubled down and he was very arrogant about it. As in, we break news. We know. We know what the rest of the world does not know. Yeah. And I, reading that, he kept saying, my source, as in singular. I was under the impression that you had to get a double confirmation in journalism. Is that a rule of thumb or is that a law that he broke? So serious news outlets obviously cannot run with something without serious sourcing and fact-checking. But that's not what today's times are about. I mean, I feel like every week there's a report that someone's this, that. You know, it's just, it's like the Wild West of journalism, sadly. Yeah. It's, it's really weird. I, I feel like with the invention of like maybe like social media and you know the need to know now you know like I have an eight-year-old she needs she wants things to load quickly things to get hap happen quickly she wants to be she's a dancer and she wants to be on point shoes already in ballet and I'm like it doesn't life is not you know Roblox the video game like life is and I think we're in this insatiable we're feeding an insatiable beast yeah of information it's like an information like rabbit hole where it's like there's nothing you can stuff in that hole that's going to fill it up. Well, outside of the traditional and reliable news sources, there's no checks and balances anymore. Anyone can go on social media or say what they want. You so it's very hard. Anything yeah. Want. Hard. Well, then we then we get and we don't get into politics here at Team Tequila Talks nope. because we want to drink tequila and have a good time. Yeah. But then you're getting into a conversation about censorship and everybody's got a different opinion yeah. on that. Yeah. You know what else people have a different opinion on and I feel like the world is very divided on this Kim and Kanye the drama just keeps coming you know what you have to you know Bethany Frankel I don't know if you know who she is she's a housewife I think everybody knows who she's a very skinny margarita how, yes how would people in this room not know this skinny margarita founder whether you love her or hate her you you at least got to know who she is yes so Bethany Frankel had I follow her on Twitter obviously I get my sources direct from the mouths. And she said, you know what? How can Kanye not be doing this to sell his $200 album he just released or his selling event in Miami that's happening? And she's like, because he does all this stuff with the Kim and the press and Pete and all this stuff. And then he releases this $200, you know, album or concert or whatever he, he's doing sold out and whenever. And she's like, it's just hard to, for me to, and I was like, hmm, that is hard to grasp because it's true. He goes away. And then right when it's time to promote, either he's a marketing genius, and we've all ran with, maybe he has mental health issues, maybe he doesn't. Sure. And maybe he's like, you know, let that fly, do what you do with that. Well, that's what Kim is claiming. She now wants a divorce, she wants out, and she's claiming emotional distress, and basically that he's performative, uh, he's, or he's, he's doing all of these stunts, more or less, 
And that could be because of an album. We've known that artists have done that in the past. Didn't Joaquin Phoenix do that that one time? He tried to, but it didn't work because he got out it. Remember he was going to be a rapper? Remember yeah. that? He, yeah, he made like the appearance on like Leno or Fallon or in character. In, this, yeah. As a, I think it was a rapper, I want to say, and, and he, his cover got blown. I mean, because... He said he was retiring from acting yeah. and he grew out his beard and his hair and so I think that there is an element, there is a strategy to this because sometimes it does work. You know, we're talking about Hollywood undercover and the queen and all that. And even though it's total bullshit, he, how many clicks did he get on his page? 20 million it's probably? He, his ad sales, he drove sales to his page. He and he, he didn't say anything for 24 hours. So that's like, he was just watching his numbers increase. I mean, these things are all calculated. I mean, but think about Lady Gaga. The meat she, dress. That's what I'm saying. The meat dress, that's among other things, but I think that's the most yeah. memorable. Uh, Maria Menounos and I were sitting behind her at that award show. How'd it smell? In the meat dress. We were freaking out. How'd it smell? <laughs> really? We're like, is that really meat? Did like, it smell like meat? It was so crazy. I mean, Beef I love Gaga, and obviously, no, it was full on. But did it smell She like wasn't sitting stuff? that long, I have to say, but it was quite interesting, yeah. But she would not be, I feel like Lady Gaga's, first of all, extremely talented. I've been on, my husband worked beyond. with her. Beyond. Yeah. My husband worked with her in a music video before and the amount of work. So we love, this is, this is we House of Gaga. We love Gaga. Yes. But um, I will say she was a performative artist and like she would do like these really niche performances in New York City where my husband's brother would go to. He was like, this girl, she takes computers, she dismantles them. And I feel like, She's talented. She's a great singer. She's a good actress. And I feel like sometimes artists have to kind of step outside the box because we're all so distracted. Absolutely. And artists, one of the reasons that artists are successful is because they have a unique spin and a unique perspective and a unique vantage point. Because if you have an opinion or a vantage point or a perspective and it's the same as everybody else's, then it's not special. And then yes. it's not art. So um, I think you have to take the good with the bad a little bit. I just think Gaga's a genius. She, she knows how to is. create. I just listened to a podcast drama. with her yeah. and Oprah, Super Soul. That's an amazing effing woman. Yes. Yeah. She's been like, through a lot. And I think, you know, I don't know. I, I do think the celebrity and the press game and no, was it, what's the saying? No press is bad press. It always rings true because no one's ever really gone under with bad press. It's just elevates. and. But if you're Kim... I mean, you're, you are past the point of no return. You're over it, aren't you? Are you, you're probably over the shenanigans. But We've talked about the question. Is it actually emotional distress? Because technically you're in control of that. Am I right? Of your own. Oof. Ooh. Well, I Ooh. agree. Now we're getting really, this is, this is my speed. Now we're getting really hippie here. Hey, Mezcal. As in you cannot. <laughs> kicking in. Kicking in. <laughs> You cannot control what happens to you. You cannot control other people. That never happens. But you can control the way that you respond to it, the way that you react to it, your emotional state. And even if your emotions might seem a bit outsized, it's not that they're not valid, or that it's not that they're not real, but they might not necessarily be valid. So there, I think there, you're, you're right that there is an element of easier said than done, right? But at a certain point, do you go, you know what? I'm checking out. I'm over this bullshit. Yeah. Thank I, you. You know, I think her wanting to be considered a single woman is, I mean, I've had friends who've gone through divorces and some of them have been very polite. Some of them haven't. I think her wanting just to re return to singledom is, you you know, 
is something she deserves. I do think if you want to be single and your ex-husband's running around acting like a crazy person, it's like, no, I want the separation. I want I want it done and done. And I think using the thing like emotional distress is a great legal term to get a judge to be like, you know what, let me take a look at it because what's the definition of emotional distress? You know, judges, it's all about le legalities. And I do believe that she'll probably get this at this point. I mean, he is making a case for her kind of. And I hope she does. No one should be married to someone they don't want to be married to, and especially someone who's acting like a maniac. Okay, so you're talking about judges, divorce. We all know that there are some states that are more favorable towards women, more favorable towards men. Some people treat property different. Some people treat children different. Sam Hunt, the country singer, his wife filed for divorce. She is pregnant, which mm. no one knew about until she filed for the divorce. And this happens, and a couple days later, she goes, wait, wait, never mind, withdraws the divorce. And in the divorce, mind you, she cited adultery. Turns out, she turns around and files in a completely different place. I don't think we know right now where that is, but she clearly must have been advised that she was going to have a stronger case in this other place. And it's, and, and it's hard because we don't know exactly where those places are right now. Right. But that, I mean, that's a tricky one. I once know somebody, th their whole family life was in Los Angeles. Their family was raised in Los Angeles. Their kids were raised in Los Angeles. They went to school in Los Angeles. They had this huge estate in Beverly Hills, filed for divorce in Texas. Mm -hmm. And a question. I'm not married. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Single and available. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> I'm ready to mingle. So, does it actually matter where you filed for divorce, which state? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. One million percent. And it also matters where you get married. Yeah. Well, every state has different laws. Yeah. That's correct. Like what you get if you split. There's so many different rules. There are different yeah. rules for alimony and what is considered communal or joint property. There are different rules for... Have you been together five years, 10, 10 years, years, 15 years? There are absolutely different rules, not just as it pertains to alimony and child support, but just who gets the house, right? And things like that. And there's there's a, absolutely differences in communal property division. Yes, absolutely. And I think, you know, my heart goes out to her anytime anyone cites adultery or it, a bummer. Well, and it's it just a bummer. It's a pregnant. bummer that it, it becomes public because Ugh. she didn't tell anybody that she was pregnant and now she's thrust in the spotlight in the worst possible way. You don't want to be stressed while you're pregnant. It almost seems like there should be extra tax taxation or something if you cheat on the woman who's pregnant. Ooh, oh, no kidding. Oh, so Punitive damages. Yeah. Because it's, it's two people you're cheating on. Right. But also, it sounds really smart to just stay married and just do your own thing. Well, my so one of my husband, okay. My, so now we're talking from the res our resident single friend Mark Strong. Okay, swinging has entered the conversation, which is all the rage amongst the Gen Zers. I hear. Well, let me tell you, my husband friend has a saying. I hope he doesn't kill me. I'm not going to say his name. You don't have to say his name. But he always says it's cheaper to keep her. <laughs> that sounds exactly. Horrible. It sounds pretty bad. It sounds pretty because bad because he's like to. Set to take away and split up all of these assets. I'm obviously, I'm talking about big money, like Larsa Pippen and Scottie Pippen's divorce. Right? They she they they've been divorcing for like five years. Oh, You're wow. talking about hundreds and millions of dollars in properties and stocks and businesses. 
he was slow walking it because he's like, I don't want to do it. Because his bank account gets low. They had no prenup. And so my husband's always like, no, just stay married forever. Just stay married forever. You get the black card. She gets the black card. And what do you need this year? What are you doing here? And he just feels like it's probably better to just what you Work were saying, together. Mark. So, but, okay, here's my question then. If you were the female in the relationship, and don't act like this doesn't happen because we've all seen NBA wives and we've all, a lot, their drama is not silenced. They're very vocal about their drama. And there are a lot of people that say, I know my husband cheats on me. How do you feel if you're the wife and you just say, you know what? I'm good. I like my life. I like my lifestyle. And I'm going to do my own thing too. I respect that. I, I respect, respect that it. Too. I'm not mad at it either. I'm not. Let me tell you something. I've met many an NBA as long wives. As, as long as both people are on the same page. Yeah. If someone's running around behind the back, that's obviously not okay. Right. But I think if you understand the deal, like I've met many an NBA wife, and some of them were like, you know, veterans. Like they were retired. They're, they're like, honey, if it's not me, it's going to be someone else. So I'm not going to give up my children, my lifestyle. I love this man. I've been in love with this man. He... It's a physical action. has nothing to do with our family. He doesn't want a divorce. He doesn't want to leave me. He loves our children. That's and I'm always like, this is when get, I get really like a little crazy when it's like, if they're fine, I'm fine. I just think there should be no judgment to what other people well, decide in their 100%. own life, their own marriage. You know what I'm saying? Like, why does that affect anyone else? I couldn't agree more. I always say, mind your business and stay out of my business. Ooh. Good night. Love yeah. that. <laughs> New Instagram tagline. <laughs> Hashtag. What I, what I always say is that there's seven and a half billion people on the planet, and how arrogant would it be to assume that every single person views the world exactly the same as you? Yeah. And that applies to relationships, because you think, oh, I would never, but you never really know until you're in those shoes and walking the walk, and I think it, it, whatever the situation is, whether that's, oh... Someone travels a lot for work or we're in a full-blown swinging relationship or we like to bring someone home or we spend time, we like our alone time or whatever it may be. I, there shouldn't be room for judgment because nobody knows what a relationship is like behind closed doors. True. Yeah. And, you, and honestly, I say you miss out on friendships. And I have friends who get very, like, puritanical about who they hang with. And I'm always like, you're missing out on a fun time, girl, because what, they're, what you disagree with morally they give two shits about. It's like, she's fun. I like her. But because, oh, I can't support their lifestyle. I'm like, but you're not paying their bills. So you're not supporting their lifestyle. We're just going to a bar to have Casamigos. I was yeah. going to say, I just drink Casamigos and I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't deal with any of this. Yep. Well, on that note, cheers. cheers. Team Tequila, thanks Woo. for joining us. Yeah. Mark Strong, Rachel Zalas, and all of our listeners. Yes, thank you guys. Thank you.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.